Hey everybody, we are Nerds in Cars, Talking Cards, and we are in a 2014 Toyota Prius. Still. Still. We just started this podcast yesterday. Yesterday. And are headed into, which episode is this? Seven? Seven or eight. Seven or eight. We are in a new state. We are in Illinois, just Passed through St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Right under the arch. Right yeah, under the right arch. Under yeah. Arch. Is there water under there? And with our in-destination continuing to be Detroit, Michigan, where we're dropping off Mr. John Sexton. Yep. A.K.A. Sexy John. Sexy. <laughs> so AKA. Deep Spawner. Uh, yeah, Deep Spawner. Yeah, John, here... Um, and this is uh, Park Cofield, also Deep Spawner. Yeah. John Sexton, Deep Spawner. Justin Coffey, Desert Twister. Kira Sackdella, Desert Twister. And we thought it might be nice to take a little bit of a deep dive into the Desert Twister community and to hear specifically from Justin and Kira about the uh, the past year of starting an old school club. Yeah, the, the Twisters have really shown up on the scene about a year ago, kind of out of nowhere, and have made a, a great impact on the community um, and everything from just showing up at events and, and um, really representing the spirit of old school well to hosting their own events to contributing to the altar community and uh, just generally being, you know, fantastic citizens of, of old school. And so it, we are very curious about how they uh, decided to form a group, how they managed to get traction so quickly and, you know, how, how they think about their um, their club and, and their principles and, and we just wanted to find out about it. First off, thank you. We love you guys too. That's awesome. <laughs> um. So we're going to dive in. Um, we're going to... Uh, Park and John here uh, are going to ask some questions and have uh, Justin and Kira respond. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the first question is um, to walk us through the initial kernel, the inkling what, at what moment did you have the... Where was the spark? I think I think we have to start with a tiny bit of backstory that has to be real quick because we don't want these to go on forever. But um, I taught Kira how to play Magic about a year and a half ago? Um, actually, 2018 May. Let's say that. So Yeah, almost two years ago. Yeah. Um, and we dove into it because I read an article that Garfield had had a hand in designing the Dominaria set and I, I quit playing Magic like Tempest, Urza, somewhere in there. And I, you know, so seeing like Icy Manipulators and Juggernauts as Magic cards again, I was like, oh, I, I, I remember those. I know that shit. So, and I asked her if she'd be interested and she, she, you know, thought wizards and stuff were cool. So she said yes. And, uh, and we, we like trottled down the line of like drafting and sealed and, eventually found our way into standard unfortunately and then um somehow into commander because we were looking for things that i think we started with brawl which is weird yeah and yeah and i think we just wanted like a more casual way to play magic and well actually we wanted to play with the old cards because we had uh, sometime around that point justin found like his old the whatever was left of like this old box of cards scraps which essentially just like kind of open cracked open the door to old school for us and he found a, a bunch of cards that he used back in the day that like it just 
kind of rekindled no, nothing, rekindle that nothing interest. Nothing of value, everyone. Nothing of value. Oh. I mean, <laughs> no, no I, would not, I would no, disagree. Everything, <laughs> everything of value went to my cousin, who uh, who's in Grand Junction, Colorado, and still sitting on quite a bit of it. Plenty um, of emotional value was there, yes. by the way. Yeah, there was. I mean, <laughs> seeing like you know, a, a Birds of Paradise was was cool, and so I think we we built these commander decks. And, you know, there was a brain geyser in a commander deck. And every time I would play it, I was like, I wonder if people play with more of these old cards. And I got on to the internets, and I, I used the internets to find, to just kind of figure out that there is old school magic. And I, I don't remember which, you know, it was probably like old, like old MTG Underground or something that I stumbled upon and then quickly thereafter learned about Beasts of the Bay, I think, and... Yeah, we started watching, like, videos of Jeremy Chen and yeah. his babies. Yeah, Jer- uh, yeah, Jeremy and his, and his kids running around the house, and he was doing, like, a like a white weenie deck tech video with, yeah. uh, with someone else. I can't remember who was who else did that. Anyhow. Yeah, it was, like, clearly off a cell phone or something. Yeah, and, and so then we looked around, you know, I kind of looked around on the internet in Arizona to, to find out if... We're, we, if there's a we quasi reside there, yeah. and um, I didn't see anything. I looked on Facebook. I didn't see anything. You checked out Reddit. Yeah. Well, then I yeah I got on. I found the old school Reddit, and I posted something on the old school Reddit that just said like, "Are there any people that play old school Magic in Phoenix?" And four or five people responded, and one of them is one of the guys that helped us found the club named Joseph, who. Um, you know, jumped in and was like, hey, we play at this game shop on Wednesday nights or Tuesday, whatever it was. And I think, I mean, maybe a week later, we... Well, we were about to leave town for, like, two and a half months. So oh, this yeah. was, like, yeah. middle of May last year. Yeah. And we were like, well, shit, we won. We had read about the whole, like, going to bars, drinking and casually, like, hanging out with people uh, while playing old school. And we thought, well, I don't want to go to a, a shop. I want to drink beer. And so we decided, like, okay, let's put out feelers and just say, hey, we're going to be at Cornish Pasty well, we, we, on we the 28th. We came up with the club name. Yeah, he did. And all that shit I'm prior not... to going, yeah, we, we picked the place and a date and a time and named, named the club. I, I just went into Card Kingdom and typed in applicable terms, like yeah. desert and sand and shit ah, like that. Yeah, yeah and I'm like... I'm that's how curious we, about that. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, how we I mean, choose, like, all the names for the events is, like... Desert, come up with some sort of keyword. Twister, I mean, there's Desert Nomads, which made more sense, to But be they were more expensive, so we went with the one that's 25 cents. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give away the cards. So uh, thinking ahead to, yeah. like... Financial. Yeah, like, we, we know we're going to want to give away a lot of these things, so let's get the cheapest possible. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to spend, that like, a dollar or two dollars on each card. Like, you can get you can get revised copies of Desert Twister for, like, 18 cents, so... Yeah. Fuck yeah. So I bought a bunch of those, and... I think I even made the little stickers for the event that we still use. I don't use. know if they were ready yet, but he... So he went on to paint, took the card, and then just, like, erased shit on on the card on paint, and then just added our... Found, a, like, a font type, and yeah, then just, now we have it forever. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it was just that... That was... It, that know, was kind of it. Straightforward, and then we we posted... I posted again. I posted in uh, Reddit that we were... Gonna do this gonna thing. Gonna be a Cornish pasty, or pasty, or whatever the fuck you call it, and at this time, on this day, and... A whole like uh, a few people showed up, yeah, like I mean, twelve people. Karen, Karen, who also helped us get the club going, and Joseph and Mike and uh, two, uh, David and his wife. There was there Anthony. was a, 
Anthony and there, and then we brought a couple friends from like our standard world. Yep. Um, lent them some decks. We had like thirteen people at the first at the first thingy. Yeah. And then it. And then Karen, Mike, and Joseph moving forward really helped us keep it going, especially while we were out of town. So we helped them. You know, we helped them coordinate a couple more meetups once a month while we were out of town and then we reconvened and did and just kind of continued it yeah we did a ever, June, ever since we did a, a meetup a month later and and even more people showed up and it and it was kind of we realized pretty quickly like oh there's there's more people here that want to do this it just it a lot of it has to do with time and availability for them you know yeah we're, we're and just all, like you build you build it and they will come sort of thing like not everyone wants to host an event they just want to play magic and drink beers and have a good time. And if someone doesn't want to take that responsibility, then, yeah, I guess it doesn't happen. Let me, let me hop in here for one yeah. second. So uh, I'm not sure if we've, we've said this. So tell, tell us where exactly you're located. Well, we, I mean, we sort of reside in Phoenix uh, part of the time. So we're, we're there, we're there, you know, often enough. It's, we travel a lot. So we're, you know, when we're, when we're not traveling, my mom lives there. We have a garage there. Um, and we, I think we, you know, we kind of settled on the idea of, like, let's create a club here since when we're not on the road doing, you know, work-related stuff, let's, let's is, be able to play old school, yeah. you know, when we're, when we're back there. And, yeah. Was, um, was, that, was that decision driven out of a desire to have community in, in that particular place? I, well, we knew, like, like... Phoenix in particular has a really strong Magic the Gathering community. There's there's a lot of there's a fucking ton like, of shops. For a while there was there's, legacy. There's a lot of standard. There's, there's a yeah. lot of that stuff. I mean we we, we 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 tried toked up that standard drug real hard. We were like hitting standard <laughs> five or six nights a week. Oh yeah. At different shops. Like every night you could go to a different shop play standard. And we tried to see what it would feel like to actually like. Grind. grind. Yeah. And yeah. is this something that we want? And immediately we're like, nope, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily that's kind of when we found old school and that worked out really well. But yeah. the funny enough, like we made like two or three friends in a whole year from, from doing the more uh, conventional and or contemporary styles of, mo- uh, of, excuse me, of magic. And not until we started playing old school did we ever really make friends. Yeah, I mean, and here we are sitting in a car driving across the country with two people that we met because of old school. And, I mean, when we're in Phoenix, uh, you know, we, every week almost, we meet up with a couple of people from our group and play and have drinks. And we, you know, we go on hikes and, we, you know, people in our club they separately get together. Yeah. yeah, they come over for dinner. We go over to their place. We have pool parties. Like, it's, yeah, it's you know, we had no friends in Phoenix. We had like two friends. We've in lived Phoenix. in Phoenix for almost five years. We don't have more than like two friends. Yeah, and now we have this whole club <laughs> of people that we all hang out with. And so yeah, definitely. I think I think a lot of it had to do with wanting to have a community that that had carried the same sort of feelings about magic, which was that you know it's a game and we want to have fun and we want to be able to like have a beer and hang so, out in a cool spot. Here's what's interesting to me about this is that uh, like I expect. There are lots of people out there like you guys uh, or, or like us who want this, but may feel like it's too hard yeah. to do, too yeah. hard to start a club, too complicated, too many logistics, you know, and, and so for whatever reason, they don't take that step 
that you guys were willing to take to actually start something. And it's kind of amazing that you went ahead and like chose a name and made stickers and made a logo before you even went to that first meetup. But I think, you know, it showed that sort of level of emotional commitment that like you really wanted to do it and make it happen. But uh, how, like, how hard is it really? How hard was it to get it started and maintain it? For, like for someone out there who is in a, a community uh, or a city where there isn't like an old, a proper old school club, um, you know, what would it take for them to do it? Is it as hard as they might think it is? Or what, what are the things that they could do to like get started um, and have it stick the way you guys have? I think that we, I, it sounds crazy, but like branding it, make it, giving it, giving it that substance of a name and, and a sticker or a t-shirt or a pin or however you want to, however you want to sort of brand the, your, your idea, mm-hmm. um, that really helps other people feel like it's, it's, it's something well, it's of solid. substance. It's yeah. real. Like this is actually a club. It's not just, Hey, old school people, you want to get together on Tuesday yeah. and they show up and they play, but then they don't, they don't go away from it thinking that, that it's something bigger than just, you know, a couple of people meeting on a, on a Tuesday night when you, you brand it and you give it you give it that sort of official feeling people rally around that a little bit it makes it feel organized it makes it feel like i would say in in one regard it almost makes it feel more trustworthy because people are going to the this place that okay it has a name you can hold it accountable it has it this sort of tangible intangible thing that people can go to and know, like, I'm under the Desert Twister blanket sort of thing. Yeah, it gives them something to identify with. And and there's a sense of credibility that travels, you know? So, like, when we go to different places, for spawners, twisters, you know, there's all these different groups. Yep. And and that's how you can easily recognize, you know, oh, there's a a Lord of the Pit, you know, there's a a Desert Twister, you know, there's a Beast of the Bay, and there's a a sense of trust and credibility that comes with that. Yeah, Yeah. and it's also, like, I think... Part of the effort, if you have the desire, it's not as hard as, you know, you might think because you want it and you'll you'll put in the effort inherently. And the, the biggest thing is to just keep reaching out, like throw spaghetti sort of thing and see what sticks. Go on to Reddit, go on to Facebook, go on to also, Instagram, go on to Discord. We also a pretty strong, um, you know, we got very lucky in the sense that we there's a group of people that were playing Legacy yeah. in Phoenix that... They all wanted to play old school, but no one had kind of... There was no cohesion. Yeah. And when we created this this group, then all of a sudden all these legacy people that had wanted to play, they're like, now there's now there's something we can... Yeah, it's like a catalyst. Like, yeah, okay, like, we see it, and now, now we know we can. Like, we may not have been as lucky if we were in a different area, because um, there are plenty of places where just the, the populace of magic players, especially old school magic players, are very... Thin but what we've learned is that old school people will travel to yeah. play old school. I mean, we, you know, we've got guys uh, in Tucson that are, you know, that's two hours south of Phoenix. We've got, we've got guys up in uh, Flagstaff, Flagstaff, which is a, you know, again a couple hours north of Phoenix. I mean, we got you guys. You guys yeah. come over. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brian, every Brian other weekend, Brian Urbano's like, eh, I think I'm going to drive to Phoenix this weekend, yeah. Yeah. just to play, like not yeah. even for a big event. He just wants to go play. Yeah, well, he, was, uh, like, he stayed at my stayed at my mom's house for. For one of the, you know, one of our get-togethers came out and, mm-hmm. you know, hung out in the morning and played magic and, yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, if you have the mindset as, like, an organizer, for instance, to be as welcoming as possible, to make the experience 
as memorable for someone as you would have wanted it for you. Whatever drew you in, make it as better than that if you can. And yeah. that way people know that when they make the effort to come to you, you're going to make the effort to make it a good time for them. I think I, 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 think I tried to follow the, the ethos of old school that was set out, like the precedent that was set by by other groups that I Absolutely. observed online, you know, in regards to, like, signing the cards. Like, that was that was something that really caught my attention early on, was, like, yeah. what's with, why is everybody fucking signing these cards? And I realized very quickly that, like, it it provides... You know, Paul De Silva wrote about this, and it was actually... It was, it was a really... I mean, it, I can kind of just leave it at that if you want to read very about it. Look up, yeah, it's yeah. called Why We Sign. Yeah, look yeah. up his stuff, because it's... It, that, that answers a lot of it, but... It became very evident to me that having signed cards, like, connected you to a, a time and a place and a group of people. And so the first uh, the first thing that we did was, you know, give everybody Desert Twisters. The first meetup, everybody got went home with a Desert Twister that was signed and signed by everyone and dated. And uh, and I think that, again, that just helps kind of create this unity, unity and cohesion amongst all these folks. And no matter what, I mean, it doesn't take very long for people to get it. Like, they... Uh, usually they see it, they don't understand it at first, but you, you get them to do it and whether you explain it or not I think sometimes it clicks, it's like okay this guy gets to have a signature for me and everyone else here and know that this very specific moment that we had together is kind of recorded and I get to play with it if I really want to, I mean if you want to play with the Desert Twister um, hey <laughs> and um, I don't know, it's it's very interesting to see the progression firsthand because a lot of people are timid about entering this new space, I guess, for us because we didn't have an established community already. So watching people figure out, like, this is what it feels like to be part of this community. This is this is kind of the ethos. And I can still have, you know, standard and, and EDH and all the other stuff, but when I'm here, this is this is my mindset. Yeah, I, I think that the bars and restaurant, like playing playing casually in a place where you can have a beer or a cocktail and some food, is. I mean, I you know, that was like the first thing that drew me in. I'm like, hey, that looks good. I want to, I want to be able to play Magic. I, to be honest, though, I was super uncomfortable with telling anyone I played Magic, let alone like doing it in public. It was. It wasn't until Brian Urbano and Nick from the Deep Spawners came out. Oh, I was there with, with yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the, Park. The, yeah. yeah, the three of you guys came out, and that morning, remember, we went and had brunch, Yeah. and, like, we showed up, and you guys were, like, busy playing in this, like, in this busy brunch place in downtown Phoenix, and I was like, oh, alright. I know, you never wanted to play with me brunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to see, like, a, a nice compilation of magic slash brunch pictures, yeah. uh, follow Nick Aiello on, uh, <laughs> Studio on Instagram. Heads. Studio yeah. Heads. He's the king of just busting out his cards in the middle of a meal at literally any yeah. restaurant. Any, yeah. But that was, that was a definitive brunch. I mean, oh, yeah. what, what that brunch told me about the two of you as host was that you were, you know, we had, we had driven eight hours to your city and, you know, you made the time to get up the next morning and come meet us for brunch. And we were instantly connected over yeah. this game that we all liked. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think your sense of hosting and hospitality is, is present wherever, uh, you, you know, we were in your in your city in, in that instance. But, um, you know, it's obvious that you know how to 
hold space for people and are welcoming of folks wherever you end up because you travel a lot yourself and have found yourself in other places. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for instance, Justin is driving right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's volunteered to drive, uh, you know, a very long leg of the journey yesterday and today uh, because he likes to drive and he's good at it and it lets us take a break. So, it's really... Thank you. So, what what were some things that um, are, like, most rewarding to you guys after having done, you know, Desert Twisters as a kind of an official club for about a year... You know, are there any experiences that you've had since then that really stand out to you as like um, capturing the spirit of old school or reinforcing the reasons why you did what you did or that make you want to keep going? I, I really love seeing like people in our group, um, you know, evangelizing old school, uh, you know, kind of trying to... In, in, they bring their friends. Yeah, bring new folks in. I, yeah. I know that there's there's a, a bit of contention in some, some groups about whether or not, you know, we should be as inclusive as as others think in I, old school overall yeah, and I, I i feel like i you know i want to play magic and i want to play with different people and i want to play different decks and try different things and so i like you know new folks are cool and I, I think that seeing um like watching watching the relationships grow has been for me the most rewarding you know we we now have friends all over the country that we can look up I mean, that's what we're doing here. I mean, we're, you know, we're headed up to Chicago tomorrow and we're going to go play with a bunch of people in Chicago and we're going to head off to Detroit and play with people in Detroit. And, um, it, it just gives you that, you know, Kira and I travel up to the Northwest. We're from the Northwest. We travel up there a lot and we get to play in Portland. We get to play in Seattle when we're up there. It's, um, that's, that's, that's the most rewarding thing to me is, um, kind of building that community beyond just Phoenix. But when people come to Phoenix, they know that they've got that that you know, place that place that, too yeah. that they they, sh- they come into phoenix and they can get onto our facebook page and or hit us up on social media shit or whatever and they're probably going to find a game or two or you know like they're definitely going to find a game um so that i think that's for me that's the most rewarding i don't know for you i mean similarly it's definitely rewarding to have that community but like moments that we've had we've had a couple recently that kind of parallel where people either privately to us or uh, at an event have not necessarily that they're praising us or anything it's more that they're they're just so happy that there is something that they can go to and enjoy this aspect of their life whereas they might not have had that outlet prior to this and and to the point where one of our members even we told them oh we might be spending more time in Baja maybe we might make that as our you know like our home for a while and they're like does that mean you know you guys aren't going to be up here there's no there's not going to be any more desert twisters and I mean he was genuinely concerned and and of course that's not the case we would do everything we can to be up here as often as possible but it just it showed how much there was actually an effect like what not just the desert twisters but all these different types of groups have on the people on the outlying people who who come to these events and come and meet up and make friends and just need an outlet for whatever reason therapy friendship social interaction uh and the like i mean a a couple of good examples of, of interactions that are that were very interesting we were recently in uh, Portland for Christmas. Oh yeah! <laughs> and we hung out with the horde, 
uh, you know, Aaron and Cam and that, those guys like organized yeah. a little, you know, a get together after the yeah. Magic Fest thing, and we played. And one of the guys, um, I, I don't know why, but we, we just started talking and said, hey, you know, we should we should get together later this week or next week and play. And his name's Chris, and he Chris came out to across the street from where we, you know, where Kira's sister lives, and. Um, came and met up with us and we sat and jammed games for like five hours never met this dude before like don't you know don't know who he is don't you know but we we hung out and played magic for five six hours and really got along I yeah think. And, and, and now he's going to come down in april for the tournament that we're doing and, and uh ride one of our motorcycles up to prescott yeah i mean <laughs> so, and in so many circumstances a lot of these people wouldn't have interacted there would have been no reason for us to ever cross paths if it wasn't for magic and then we would have possibly missed out on making a, a very cool and and interesting friendship um i mean like we have same same the same period of time we were justin and i were at a restaurant we were just jamming some games while we were waiting for food and someone comes up behind justin and kind of like leans in close and says is that a beta dark ritual and apparently, this is a guy who's from LA, or you know, from Portland, but lives in LA now, and used to play Magic, and hasn't played Magic since probably he was a kid, right? And yeah, and just the fact that, like, I mean, I can, I'm trying to understand what it would be like from his perspective to just be like, see a Beta Dark ritual after twenty some odd years. Yeah, what the hell's going on? And be like, and why are you doing this in public at a bar? Like. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were so we evangelized pretty hard for the deep spawners in that in that case. Oh, yeah. we, I sent him some you know some stickers and stuff and and uh, you know pointed him in the direction of, of your you guys. Yeah, yeah, so he could uh, you know he could pull those cards out of the closet and put them to use. Yeah, yeah. again, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. The two of you are a pretty dynamic duo. I'm curious about how you split up duties and responsibilities in terms of thinking about Desert Twisters. Um, yeah, what, what it takes to keep the club running day to day and, and like who does what, for example. Go ahead, uh, Justin does like most, I think. I mean, he's just, if if you know him, he's, he's hyper efficient. He's very good at consuming um, content on a regular basis so he's always got his thumb in like what the community is doing all over the world all over the country what you guys are up to and he's also an ideas man so he's always coming up with like okay next month this is the kind of event I want to do this is what we're you know this is a kind of play I'd like to you know game form play I'd like to, to do or you know and so that kind of that keeps the tempo going I think um, you, you, you do more than more than enough of the the shit that you know the, the fundamental stuff I think is you know someone's gotta you know call ahead and make sure that there's space and luckily you know, Karen does that too yeah, yeah, yeah and, and frankly Karen Karen's been a you know a huge help at at dealing with, with things of that nature Just suggesting stuff. suggesting places to go cause yeah. she's from Phoenix or at least yeah been here long been time. there long enough and so she knows where to you know what places to suggest and and like Joseph and Mike are kind of our, they're like, they're like the computer. They're the they're the guys who tell us what the rules are, how to make, like for instance, the, the sheriff card that we we all came up with for our coming for our tournament that's coming up. 
we kind of, Justin came up with the idea. We all kind of talked together about like how this might work. And, and then we put Joseph to the task and Mike to the task to make this unbreakable, you know, like make sure that there's no flaws in this, test it, find all the cards that would be, um, that would qualify, you know, that you can use in this form of play. And, and so all of us have a different piece to the puzzle that we can add. I, I do think that, um, you, John, you asked earlier about, you know, sort of what are, what are, what are some of the difficulties of starting a club or what, what is something someone needs to do to kind of get things going? And I, I you know, I talked about ident- identity and whatever, but, um, I think that beyond anything else is just having someone make make the decisions like we're going to meet on Friday night at 6 p.m. at this place bring these kind of old school cards uh, we're going to play until they kick us out like just make make sort of a, a final decision about where you're going what time you're going to be yeah. there what rules you're playing whatever and that's ideas in the sense where okay people are like eh, I don't want to go there okay then that's the thing we change or no, I can't come on Friday. Okay, well, then that's the thing we change. But give them something firm to start with and then go from there. Because if you if you leave it up, you know, if you kind of leave it up to committee, shit doesn't get done. Yeah. Like, so, you, know, you just have to... Somebody's got to just say, hey, Saturday night, the 22nd, we're, yeah. doing, we're doing this at this time at this yeah. place. And, and, then it, and then if you can't make it, you can't make it. And then, you know, yeah. you do it again. Consistency yeah. and a decision-making structure. So yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, it's really important, I think, that... Because there's, there's certain people who can do that, and there's certain people who don't want to do that. I There's plenty of times that I'm like, just fucking tell me where to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like dinner, you know? Like, becoming an adult just means that you have to decide what to eat every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that, you know, that can be exhausting. It is exhausting. You know? And especially, we're all busy doing something else. Like, this is this isn't work, so we have full day of work, full days with our families, you know, making time for that, and then our passion for magic. And... Yeah gets daunting and you just have to I guess be firm make a decision uh, people can propose things just have something to propose it's, it's like working for a corporation or you know a think tank of some sort like each person if you've got an idea just bring it with a game plan and then we, we can, can talk about you it can afterwards all this cool shit on like on Facebook now especially in the groups with like polls and you know said like hey we, we played magic at these eight places so far which one was your favorite and everybody yeah. can jump in and vote so that yeah. you know it's like all right the next time we we're gonna do a meetup let's go back to the one that everyone liked yeah you know or find a new place you know jump in and say hey suggest a suggest a joint to go to that we haven't been to already and uh and you'll usually get a bunch of a, a wide range of answers and then you got to dive in and make sure they work for you know 15 people playing cards on tables that's right yeah. I mean, and when it comes to the just day-to-day, which is essentially your original question, is Justin does a lot of, like, updating the website, and, you know, Karen got the website going, Justin kind of took over from there to just keep it clean and keep it functioning, and then he does a lot of posting uh, to our Desert Twisters social accounts, Karen helps with that, and then between us all, we try and take the things that are coming up, events or news and updates, and just each of us circulate posting about something, liking something, commenting on something, because, I mean, you know, Jess and I work in social media as part of our our profession, so we understand kind of, like, how to keep um, Facebook moving in your your favor, and so, like, 
posting something, then having multiple uh, people comment on it and like it keeps it at the top, keeps people seeing it. Mm-hmm. And um, fuel the fire. Yeah, and just be active. Like these are things that you can do for any sort of brand. But at the same time, it's like yeah, don't give away all the fucking. Yeah, I know, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like that's kind of how we work together. <laughs> It's been cool to see the two of you sort of work in, in the car too. You know, I've I've seen you uh, approving designs for the, this upcoming event. I've been there's been a, a phone call to um, a charitable organization you've been wanting to partner with. There's been messages back and forth to, to clubs that you want to meet up with. So it's been neat to sort of see the inner workings of, of you know one one part of the Desert Twisters here. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so uh, anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? Uh, no, I, at least this part of it. I, I think this is a very, you know, very interesting topic, and, and hopefully, you know, people in the community who are in a similar situation can get some use out of it and maybe, you know, actually put some of these things into practice. Um, so I, I can easily see us doing more on this topic, but is, yeah, there any, is there anything else you'd like to say, you know, while we wrap up this segment? I, well, I think that, you know, there's... there's uh, there's so many good resources out there now, and and, and a great deal of, of uh, fucking shout out respect has to go to the, you know, the people that have put their time and effort into making sure that there's all these resources. You know, DFB, Paul De Silva, the Beast of the Bay, the Lords. Like, you can get onto the Lords site and like look at like the first issue of Scry they've gone through and like scan. Oh, that's oh yeah. Gosh. I, I mean, that. it's amazing. And DFB's like global events calendar that P and Paul take care of. I mean, if you do research, it's all a lot of these great ideas and the organizational part of running a group has been done already. And you just, you know, if you pay yeah, attention, Mano's, Mano's you just steal all their you know, fucking high, ideas. Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, that sounded like, you know, well, you, you steal parts of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Take, you take the parts good shit them. that you like and you take the good shit from that one and then you... Well, you, and that's you what know, makes things better. Yours, yeah, you know, like, you know, if... They don't take stuff from us. We must not be doing a very good fucking job. Exactly. Yeah. So well, hopefully this will be something that people can take from. Yeah. Just don't you can't. So. Yeah. No podcasts and cars. We got. We nailed this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Guys. Also, sorry for how long this one probably is. I don't think it's under twenty yeah. minutes. No, it's not under no. twenty. Yeah. It's good content. We're almost almost well, to barbecue. Well, thanks, so. Desert Twisters. Thanks, John. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks, John, for being here asking questions with me. And yeah, thank you, Park. I'm going to do a little outro here. There's uh, a dog, there's a dog oh, yeah. between you guys. Hey, Piper. Yeah, Piper, Piper has been here for, for all of it, all the episodes, the whole trip, Our little, uh, yeah. my little rat terrier uh, mix, and uh, she is just a, a wonderful traveling companion. So yeah. thank you, Piper. So that's it for this episode of Let's Do It All in Unison. Ooh, yeah. uh, nerds, nerds in Cars, cars talking, talking Cards. cards. Oh, <laughs> that's not an easy one.